0: Welcome to the Boss Life with Bonds podcast. I'm your host, Coach Bonnie, and I'm here to help you level up your mindset, your lifestyle, your career or business all the way up. That starts with your mind and your willingness to embody the most evolved and most expansive version of yourself. Each episode, I'll be diving into the topics you've been avoiding or that you didn't even know needed to be addressed. The topics that have created belief systems that have kept you stuck and that no longer serve you. I'm here to call you out on your BS so you can create a new mindset, a new vision, and ultimately a new life where you are the boss. Let's dive in. What's up and welcome back to another episode of The Boss Life with Bonds. I am your host, Coach Bonnie, and today we're talking about having a condition, but it not being the controlling factor, the dominant factor in your life. Earlier this year, maybe it was last year, I had a client that I was working with. And I remember when she reached out to me, I kind of creeped her profile and saw some of the things that she was dealing with. And I told her straight up, you're dealing with stuff that I, is out of my scope of practice. I, I don't have experience with eating disorders or that's not my area of forte. Or I, I see that you're struggling with some like, you know, mental health issues and that's not my area of forte. I'm not a licensed therapist. I'm not a, I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist. I, I did study Christian counseling in my schooling for my degree. And a lot of things, but I just, this is not my area specialty. And she was like, no, I really want to work with you, Bonnie. I believe that you can help me. And I was like, okay, but I need you to understand that's not what I normally do. And it was a tumultuous process for both of us because a lot of the things that I knew were going to happen did happen where her condition would take over the the, the driver's seat of her willpower. And she really did want to change. And she really did want to overcome her eating disorder. And she really did want to overcome her struggles with weight loss. But there was just that that block. And it wasn't something that is un, you know, it wasn't something that couldn't be changed. It wasn't something that couldn't be fixed. However, uh, at times, it would take over. And I remember we struggled with this for months. She, she would quit on me and ghost me and then come back and be like, all right, coach, I'm ready, let's try again. And I remember when she came back, one of the times fighting like ever, I was so proud of her. And she said, you know what, coach, I'm back. And she gave me a a long explanation, but the thing that stuck out the most to, to me was when she said, I have depression, but depression don't have me. And as someone, from someone, myself, who was diagnosed with bipolar disorder at the age of 12, they diagnosed me with bipolar disorder. At 12 years old, I had taken a bottle, several bottles of pills and tried to overdose and tried to kill myself because at that point in my life, uh, most little girls that are 12 years old are still virgins and they're still, you know, children. But for me, because of the exposure to so many things that I had seen as a young girl, I was so exposed to a lot of adult things that i Just being real, I I think I've seen my first, like people having sex when I was three years old. And so I always knew about sex. Those, Those emotions and those feelings that happen in your body Happened to me at a very young age. I wasn't molested, so that's not what I'm saying. I just I've seen stuff. People. My mother was sick in the hospital, and my father was not um, in the house. So the people that took care of me, the family, they weren't the best people. They didn't really understand that children should be sheltered. So as a result, I grew up with an accelerated level of understanding of adult concepts that I shouldn't have. And so by the time I made it to fifth grade. I've already, you know, developed a little bit. I'm taller than everybody and and I've known about sex my whole life. So I hung out with girls that were already doing that and showing me how how to hang out with guys that would do it with me. And so needless to say, by the time I got into sixth grade, I felt like trash, like a discarded piece of property. I wasn't feeling very good about myself at all. And so I tried to kill myself. And when I talked to the doctor, and I tried to explain to them all of my emotions that I was feeling, I, even before I got to the doctor, I remember trying to talk to my uncle and telling him I was like, I don't know, I just have this anxiety, and I just, and he's like, you're 12 years old. What do you have anxiety about? And I was like, I, I, I guess, I guess you're right. I, I don't, I don't know. I shouldn't have anxiety. So I didn't really have anybody that understood me, and I knew it wasn't going to get any better, and I couldn't see any way out of this problem, and so the only solution in my 12-year-old mind was, well, let's just end it. Let's just get out of here because no one's ever going to understand you. But I didn't. Luckily for me, (laughs) luckily for me, the ambulance got me to the hospital in time to, they didn't have to pump my stomach. They gave me charcoal to drink lots and lots and lots of charcoal and we got it up early. So luckily for that, that didn't happen. However, they did diagnose me with manic, with bipolar disorder, which to be honest, I don't know how you could diagnose a 12 year old with bipolar disorder from one incident. But I think it also had a lot to do with my juvenile record and me getting in and out of trouble and causing so much chaos just to get attention. But either way, um, I remember they put me on Prozac and I was happy and this isn't this, and that. But then I was like, I don't want to have to take a pill to be happy. So for those of you that have been following me for any amount of time and you know how adamant I am about like medicine being a last resort, this is one of the many reasons why. Because I was 12 years old and they put me on pills. I was like, can I I talk to anyone? Can someone tell me how to deal with my problems? Can someone help me deal with the reason why I felt the need to end my life? Nope. Just give me pills? Cool. And that stayed with me. Even my 12-year-old mind knew something's not right about that. That doesn't seem right so I stopped taking them I was like I'm not gonna take them I'll figure this out and for those of you that know me that that's very much in the spirit of Bonnie I will figure this out and so when my client said I have depression but that but depression doesn't have me it it, it struck it resonated so deep within my soul because I'm like I see you I see you I know what it's like to have something that you, you want to fight off every day, but you don't always have the strength to you. But you know that you can. And you know that it's an option. And you know that if you tap into your strength and you know that if this is what you really want, you can do it. I see you, sis. And so I wanted to... to, to Set the scene with that before I come off as someone that you guys are probably like, but what does she know? Like, Bonnie doesn't deal with anxiety. She's just rah, rah, rah. She just works out. No, I do. But I decided that that was not going to be the summation of my character or the summation of my story. And so I'm not here to tell you that if you have depression, that you can just work out and it will go away because for the majority of you, you've heard my story about when I got depressed from 2016 to 18 or 17. It was very clear where that depression came from. I I had lost my identity as a a super woman of God and all this stuff. I had lost my community, cutting myself off from church. I had felt um, you know, just all of these emotions. So that made a lot of sense. And there was also a death of a dream there. So that depression period made a lot of sense. However, when you look at the grand scheme of things, as someone that was told they were manic depressive or bipolar, their whole life what happens for me is that instead of oh on a week or two I'll feel depressed or a month or two and usually I can hold my shit together for years at a time and then after holding it together for so long things start piling up my dogs are nuts and then at one point, it's just like, okay, we're going to go back to where my my emotions really want to be, which is down. This is where they want to be. This is what they're used to being. Then this is where we'll stay. This is comfortable. This is actually home. That hyper um, positivity and persevering, that's not what I want. I want to stay in a ball in my bed and not talk to anyone for hours. But those of you that know me, you know that's not what I do. You know that's not what I do. So... Before I hop into the notes, yeah, that was just me setting the scene. Before I hop into the notes, I did just want to clarify that for anyone that thinks that when I'm talking and I'm so aggressive and I'm in my masculine energy and like, you don't think that I understand your feminine emotions. You don't think that I understand your depression. You don't think that I understand your anxiety. I do get it. But I also know, I also know that you are so much stronger than you think you are. I also know that when we don't have... Our, we don't have a pull. When we don't have something pulling us, it's easier to be pulled down than anything. What's the pull, Bonnie? Well, your purpose. What's the pull, Bonnie? Well, your passions. And if you don't allow your purpose and your passions to be the thing that time after time after time after time will pull you out of your pits, then in your pits you will stay. So what is depression? The simplest way that I can think to describe depression for you is Not seeing an end to your suffering, not seeing an end to the pain. Because if you know, if your brain knows that there is going to be, it's going to end eventually, it can take it. Your brain is a tough cookie. For example, excuse me, during a workout, oh my God, I hate, y'all know how much I can't stand cardio. It's a lie, actually. If I got good music on and if I have like a lot to think about, I'll fly through cardio and I won't even know what's happening. However, when I'm in my brat stage and I don't want to do my cardio, it's the worst thing ever. But the part that gets me through is when I'm like, okay, you did, you did three minutes. Okay. You can do another three minutes. Okay. You did six minutes. Okay. You can do like that. My brain can handle the fact that it knows the pain and the suffering is coming to an end. When we start to get depressed, it's because your brain is searching the files. It's searching for evidence. It's searching for proof that the dark phase is going to end. When I was depressed working at a job, and this happens with so many people every day, you're depressed with your job because you don't see a way out. You feel like this is the best that I can get. I've had so many women I've worked with. I'm like, your job is sucking the life out of you. They're like, well, it pays. And I'm like, so does stripping. Do you want to do that too? But when we, when we, when we get to a place where, and I'm not, I'm not shitting on strippers. I'm just throwing that out there. Like that's not a good enough requirement for me if it pays. Lots of things pay. Uh, freaking drug traffickers pay. Robbers pay. Gangs pay. Right? But they don't have the best benefits. On your, anywho, get back on topic, Bonnie. So when we have these, 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 these experiences where we don't see a way out, your brain can only take so much. Your nervous system can only take so much. That's why a lot of women who are unhappy in their jobs or a lot of women who are stressed out every single day or depressed, um, it's, be, or, sorry, sick. My brain got distracted. See, I'm reading y'all's comments and now I can't focus. I gotta make them go away. <laughs> but when I when I work with women who have a lot of stress, or depression, they also get sick a lot. They're more susceptible to sickness. Why? Because your body is connected. Your mind, your body, your soul. So if your mind is stressed out all of the time, and your body, and your, and it, and it tells your your sympathetic nervous system to kick in, help, help, Bonnie stress, Bonnie stress, Bonnie stressed, and it's like this all day long because I'm at a job that stresses me out, and then I come home to my family that also stresses me out. Um, my my immune system is getting weakened because of all of the stress, right? Your body can only do so many things with the little bit of food that we give it. You know who I'm talking to, most of y'all be under eating. And so it makes sense that you're often sick. It's taking a toll on your body. So think about that for a second the longer that I am in a state of depression or that I'm in a state of overwhelm or frustration where my brain doesn't see a way out, I'm going to be more susceptible to sickness. Well, if I'm more susceptible to sickness, then I won't be able to work harder to get promoted or I won't be able to um, work at night on my side hustle to get out of this job or I won't have the energy to show up for for interviews to get out of this place. It's like a catch-22. And so that's why I wanted to do this podcast to make you guys aware of the fact that, yes, you may have depression and yes, you may have some pretty messed up things going on in your life, but it doesn't have to be the summation of you. I think that for women, that's a big thing for you to know, because one of the the primary needs of a female is to be seen and to be heard and to be understood, And I see you and I hear you. And I want you to understand that there's more to you than whatever you were diagnosed with. There's more to you than your diabetes. There's more to you than your, uh, you know, struggling with your weight. There's more to you than your depression. There's more to you than all of the things that you think are the worst part of you. But let's zoom back in on depression. So I've got three areas that I want to focus on that... Uh, tend to affect women the most and what my solutions, what what has helped me, okay? I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a doctor. We know that. But I'm going to tell you what has helped me because, like I said, I don't take meds. Um, when I did go, after I got raped and I got to have a, um, a, a counselor, I think she was, maybe she was a therapist. She was one of the best ones that I had, but I didn't get to keep her because I wasn't staying at that girl's home forever anymore after I had the baby. And then after that, Um, some of the therapists that I had would be crying in the sessions with me. So I was like, this isn't gonna work. I'm 14 years old and I've got this grown woman who can't hold it together and help me with my stuff. So um, I've sought a lot of outside help, spiritual advising, obviously church and people who are deep in personal development and mindset and reprogramming your mind. I'm not against therapy. I'm just also not trying to be there for years. So (laughs) overwhelm. overwhelm we're going to talk about overwhelm this is one cause of depression because when this morning I shared it with my clients I opened up my email and I saw something that triggered a thought from something somebody said to me and within 5 seconds I went from oh I should read this email to spiraling downward to remember when your mentor told you you should read that email because you pray too much and you meditate too much and you're too much of a hippie and you're not uh, enough of a businesswoman and you need to boss up and you need to take your your business more seriously and then and then that made you feel bad like you were a failure like you weren't good enough and and then do you remember? The time they said that, and then well, well, you can't read the email because you got to finish this walk, and you got to finish this walk because uh, and get because if you don't finish the walk in time, you're gonna have time to go home and shower and eat, and you got to hurry up and shower and eat because then you got to start working at ten o'clock, and you got to respond to clients, you got to respond to emails, you got to respond, you got you got to make content, you got to make content. Because if you don't make content, you're not gonna get any more clients. If you don't need more clients, you're gonna be broke. And then it's just in in five seconds from me looking at one email, that's where my brain went, overwhelmed, right? And I was overwhelmed this past year with social media, not from me creating content because I really love creating content. I love sharing, I love sharing knowledge in a way that captivates people and that helps people. So it wasn't that, it was more of, I had so many coaches and so many business gurus and so many people do this this way, no, do this this way, no, don't do this way, charge more, charge less, go deep, go wide, go this, go that don't do life coaching, only do life coaching, don't do fitness, make courses, don't make courses. And I was just like trying to run up with everything and keep up and taking in all this information every single day. Till one day I just, I flipped out and I started unfollowing everybody. That's why some of you, if I'm (laughs) refollowing you on Instagram, it's because I had a meltdown and I was like, I don't want to hear anything anybody else has to say. Like it was, it was overwhelming and that's just one aspect. But in general, I want you to put yourself in that position. Think about all of the content and information that you consume on a daily basis from your Facebook to your Instagram to your TikTok to your Twitter to your emails. Some of you have like 100 work emails a day that you have to respond to, then you have your kids. There is an overwhelm of information. Some of you have multiple coaches, you got a fitness coach, you got a life coach, that's why I do both all in one, but you got all the, you got a therapist, you got a lot of conflicting information, and I'm not saying that you can't get all the help that you need to, I want you to, Uh, but then you got your family in your head, why are you paying people to help you? We're just fine, and we didn't get any help, and you're looking at them like, no, you're not, Um, and, and it's just, it's hard to take it in, and it's hard to process all of these things, right? We weren't meant to do that, think about it where humans started off living simple lives, waking up, eating, picking fruits and vegetables out of the garden, fanning themselves off from saber tooth tigers or whatever we used to do, and, 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 and having sex and making babies and eating and building houses, and that's it, you know, just chilling. To now, I alone in this morning have congested, congested, consumed more information in the first, it's almost 11, I've been up for seven hours, seven hours of my day than like they did like in a whole year. You're not meant to have all of this information. And so my solution to you, if you're feeling um, some sort of depression from overwhelm, like I did this morning, I started to spiral down, but I caught myself. Solution is to start limiting where you get your information from. I'm not saying to create an echo chamber, right? I did that during the like the crazy election times. I only was watching liberal news. And now I'm like, that's there. N- nope, I don't. I'm, I'm independent now, if anybody was wondering. But... um. That doesn't work either because everyone on my feed now only believes what they're seeing and what they're hearing. And then if you go over to the right side, they're only believing what they're seeing and what they're hearing. And I'm like, that's not okay either. So I'm not saying to create an echo chamber, but I am saying to limit where you get your information from, not so that you can not be as diverse, but I'm saying like, I had like maybe thousands of business coaches on my, on my Instagram That's a lot of different people telling me different things that worked for their business, their model, their life, and whatever. And so I'm telling you, you don't need to follow every single person who's got a good TikTok or a good reel or pretty colors or whatever, or they gave you a freebie, right? That's how we end up getting stuck with some of these people in our inboxes or whatever, because they they posted, they got really good marketing. They, they hit your pain point. And so you click their thing, you got their their freebie, and and now the algorithm has told them about you. And so now, and they paid for your information. So now you, you hear them all the time. And if you're like me and you're on a thirst for knowledge and a thirst to, grow, you're clicking everybody's stuff. And before you know it, you're like, wait, 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 ah! Limit where you're getting your information from. So what I chose to do was I had to connect with my values and what I see for myself, where I want to be. And when I'm listening to information that's coming from people, whether it's in person, whether it's online... Does this align with who I want to be? Is this, is their message in alignment with who I want? Not is it different and is it new and do I like it and do I not like it? Is does it, will what they're saying get me to where I want to go and is it in alignment with my values? When I looked at that, a lot of things, I was able to back away from a lot of the information that was coming in like, oh, that coach does talk a good game, but that's not where I want my business to go. Oh, this girl is talking some real stuff, but That's not that's, you know, I'm saying so process of elimination, you don't have to be crazy and go unfollow everybody like I did. But you do need to tone down the amount of information that you're bringing in. If you don't want to unfollow everyone, you can always just limit your time on social media. What? One of our coaches, coach Tisha, her phone is down at like 4pm. It's not 4pm, but it's something really early. And I'm like, wow, balls, that takes guts, that takes discipline. Start putting little practices like that in order. Don't go on social media first thing in the morning. Don't check your email first thing in the morning. What I my practice now is as soon as I wake up, I go to YouTube and I put on a meditation. And I meditate first thing in the morning. And it usually ends with me halfway like laughing because I'm like talking to God while I meditate or like crying because I'm like, oh, that was so beautiful. Like, not every day, but it's a great way to start my day. And then immediately after that. I either play some affirmations or I play myself. I recorded myself doing some affirmations, reading my life story that I wrote out that are the things that I want to accomplish. And uh, it's really cool because I wrote this last August and a lot of the things have come to fruition since then because I reprogram my mind with that. So every day I reprogram my mind with positive things and things that I want to look towards, not all of the negativity and not taking in all of everybody else's information every day, all day long. So that's number one. Limit where you get your information from and limit how much information you're taking in every single day. Does that make sense? I know I'm not looking at the comments, but if it does, you can drop it. That makes sense. Or I'm going to try that or something if that resonates with you, right? Um, And also if you do choose to unfollow people, please don't make an announcement about it. Like nobody needs to know that because all it's going to do is produce more drama when people will, why are you unfollowing me? Or you don't have to unfollow me. Like that's just going to get more drama and get you more overwhelmed and make you feel like you don't, you're never going to get out of the drama. So don't do that. Just on your own. Oh, I don't like this. This person only posts negative stuff. This person only, uh, all their stuff makes me feel bad, not good about myself and not in a good way. Like it's not motivating me to change. It's just making me feel bad. Unfollow, just do that. Okay, cool. Next point, number two, frustration. Depression can come from frustration. And I know that we can all resonate with this. If we're not all overwhelmed, at some point we are extremely frustrated. Frustration comes from where what happens in reality versus what you were expecting goes nothing like the other, like your expectation was here. And reality was here, and so it's super frustrating, that expectation gap. Maybe things aren't happening as fast as you predicted they were. Maybe they're not going to happen at all. Maybe you don't feel seen, safe, and heard. That is extremely frustrating, and the cry of females across the span of the beginning of time, right? So frustration can come from so many different places. Um, And if this is where you are, you're tired of being tired, you're tired of fighting. You're tired of having to be the strong one. You're tired of never having time for yourself. You're tired of never having a day off. You're tired of get, fall, giving your heart to people and they never give it back to you the love that you deserve. You're tired of trying to lose the weight and no matter what you try, nothing ever wakes up works out for you. You're frustrated with the fact that you want more but you don't make enough money to have more. You're frustrated with the fact that you want to be more. You want to be more. More respected in your life you want to have a life that you're proud of living that you love waking up to but again there's there's a block there's something whether it's your socioeconomic status whether it's your family whether it's your circle whether it's your limiting beliefs whatever it is that's holding you back it's extremely frustrating and when again, frustrations like overwhelm your nervous system is working around the clock trying to to to, to 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 figure out why you're frustrated and and protect you and all the while all it's doing is just making you 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 weaker physically because your immune system's on overdrive you can't defend yourself against diseases so now you're a little bit weaker now you're a little bit tired and because your psychology is linked with your physiology now you're falling into a place of depression where you were angry where you were mad but now you're just drifting into sadness can anybody relate to that 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 roller coaster of oh and then you finally just go down and you like bump it i'm tired of being frustrated i'm tired of being mad i'd rather be sad than mad Okay, if that's you, this is what has helped me with that frustration solution. I mentioned it in the last one. Number one, remembering my values and getting aligned with those values. The long-term goals for myself and having a big picture mentality to get back to the vision for myself and do it daily and multiple times a day. So Bonnie, that sounds easier said than done. I want all of you that are like seriously struggling with depression to understand that everything is easier said than done. Go drive a car, easier said than done. It takes a while to learn how to drive a car. Go work out, coach says. Yeah, easier said than done. Yeah, everything is easier said than done. So I don't know who needs to hear that truth, but I need you to let go of this idea that something is ever going to be um, harder said than done. Like, just think about the truth in that statement. Everything is easier said than done. And I'm not telling you to snap out of your depression tomorrow. I'm not telling you that just this podcast is going to set you free from your depression. I'm trying to give you the tools so that you can cope and that you can make it through rather than letting this overwhelm you. I'm trying to give you the tools so that you can start to work to repair the broken mindset, the broken heart, the broken human spirit within you that has allowed you to sink to this low. Now, in some cases, there is depression is like genetics. And I forgot a big part of that, that, um, remember how I mentioned my mom was sick and in the hospital, not there. Uh, when my mom survived what the doctor said she should have died, what she went through doesn't even make any sense. It was an autoimmune disorder that they don't know how to classify. Her body had an allergic reaction to some meds for acne, something so simple as her acne and her skin just started falling off by the layers like layer after layer after layer. It was everywhere, all over the house, all over the bed, to the point where you could see, um, I'm about to use nursing words, the subcutaneous layers. No, like you can literally see muscles and you can see muscle spasms happening. And she was itching all over and it was uncontrollable and she couldn't stop it. And when the doctor said, your mother, they told my grandma, bring your daughters here because she's going to, you know, this is it. Uh, When I went in and saw my mom, she was unrecognizable. She looked like a crazy person because she was itching everywhere. And her brain, again, just like with emotional overload, her brain could not take the amount of pain that she was in on every part of her body. And when she survived that and came home, my mom was not the same. And so growing up with your mother almost dying and then seeing her go from like social butterfly to like, I don't have a will to live, but I have to because I have these kids really showed me it it kind of, even though you look at things like, right, you look at your parents, like if they have bad habits, drinking or smoking or, you know, overeating, whatever, and you look at them and you say, I don't want to be like that. But the thing is your subconscious brain doesn't know any better, especially when you're a kid, it just knows what it sees. And so if I saw my mother coping with her depression through isolation, through not leaving her room, through shutting down, that has been embedded within me that that's how you cope with things. So if you ever wonder why is Bonnie so loud and so in your face, this is that, this is me fighting that urge within me that wants to just not talk to anybody. I know it seems like I love talking to people all the time and I love talking, but like that is me rising up and saying I have depression, but depression doesn't have me. So anywho, let's get back to the notes because if you're watching this live, you can see my eyes are already water. When I'm frustrated with business not going the way that I want it to, with my weight loss journey not happening as fast as I wanted it to, with relationships not working out the way that I wanted to, and I'm just like I was the other night in my car, banging my hand on my car seat, crying like, God, why, like, why are you just, why? Why can't I just have a different life? Why can't I have an easier life? Why, just just why, so many whys. After I screamed and yelled and said very not nice things to God and myself, and I came back to you, I was like, Which, what do you want, Bonnie, out of life? What do you want most? And as I started to list the things that I wanted most, by the way, that took time. I didn't always know what I wanted. And sometimes I still don't. But I know what I want the most. And that's to make an impact and not just an impact, like a really big fucking impact. And so when I think about that desire, I ask myself, well, what do you think is required of that? Do you think that someone with that level of influence has the easiest of lives? No. Do you think that someone who has a story that people want to hear and share that helps others, do you think it's a story of, I woke up, I went to school, life was easy, I graduated college, I got a degree, I got a great job, I got married, I have a house with a picket fence, and now my kids are healthy, and now I'm going to tell you how to overcome life's worst challenges? Do you think that that's the kind of person that gets to deliver that message? Do you think that someone that's able to do, you know, to do this with yourself? Think about what it is that you want most of your life. And if you can't remember it right now because you're an adult and life has sucked the joy out of you, (laughs) think about a younger version of you and the, the beautiful dreams that they did have for themselves because those are still very much there. You just gave up on them because you got overwhelmed and because you got frustrated. And ask yourself, that, that girl, maybe it was a six-year-old you, 16-year-old you, 26-year-old you, the one that still had dreams and was fighting for them and believed that she could have them. What, 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 what would she want right now? Would she want a better job? Would she want to be promoted and be at the top of the company? Would she want to have a happy family and a happy marriage with her kids? Would she want to, like, what does she want? What are you, uh, you can even take it another route. What are, what are your values? Do you value integrity? Do you and value uh, perseverance? Do you value honesty? Think. Make a list of the things that you value the most and then make a list of, of the, the things that you want the most for your life. And zoom out. Zoom the fuck out. And take a look at your life almost like if it's in a timeline. And look at all of the painful seasons, the dark seasons, the winters. And those were painful seasons. But as you're zoomed out, I want you to look at them and ask yourself, did this produce one of the values that I want? Did this produce the character of the woman that has this thing that I want? For some of you, the answer is no. And the only reason why it's no is because you haven't had the right mindset to be able to process your pain and find the purpose in it but I want to shed some light on or or take the wool off your eyes or whatever. And really from an objective stance, not from your hurt ego, they hurt me, they broke up with me, they hit me, they stole from me, they robbed from me. What did that produce in you? Bitterness, okay, probably. What could it have produced? Resilience, empathy, understanding. Do you value any of those things? Probably. There's some things in life that we have to be taken through to really be able to get, to be able to understand. After I was done screaming and yelling in the car (laughs) the other night and getting all my pain out, I was like, all right, God, what can I learn from this? I'm catching on, I'm catching on. I stay in painful seasons for a very long time because I won't learn the lessons. So what can I learn? What did I need to go through this level of pain to go through to understand? And the only word I heard was empathy, empathy. He's like, you've been doing so good for so long. You dug yourself out of a very bad life and created a new one for yourself. And because you have gotten this, you've forgotten what it's like for life to not be going well for you. Now, granted, this past year, and entrepreneurship has been full of struggles. And yeah, I'm manifesting this, I'm manifesting that, cool, cool, cool. It's still been pretty rough. However... I've forgotten what it was like when I was there in that depression and couldn't see a way out. I forgot what it was like to be one of the women that I'm talking to on a daily basis. And God said, you need to have some more empathy for them. And I said, ooh, you're right. So even though I'm frustrated with the way things were going, I had to pull back and and get aligned with my values. What do I want to do? I want to make an impact. What do I want to do? I want to do blah, 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 blah. Well, what kind of person's able to do that? Someone that's empathetic and can genuinely connect with the people they're trying to help because they get it. I'm going to, I'm going to move on to number three, but I hope that that, I hope that that spoke to someone. It spoke to me, obviously, because I'm the one that had to go through it, but you guys, I hope that that really helped you understand, like, Wow. Okay. There was something that was supposed to come from that. My pain actually does have a purpose, but I was too focused on the pain to be able to derive the purpose from it. Last note, loneliness. Dear God, help me. Please don't let me cry during this part. Holy moly. Ah! Okay. So loneliness is another cause of depression. Feeling like nobody hears you, feeling like nobody understands you, feeling like you don't have any support, feeling alone. And you can have, you can be the most popular person at school or at work and still feel alone. You can have a big old family full of kids and and all these things and still feel alone. And that's how I felt the majority of my life Um, from what I described in the childhood um, growing up in a in a predominantly white school and being only a black girl, and the other black girls just made fun of me because they were from like you know like the black side of town. So they all talked the same, they all had the same values and same stuff, and I I couldn't connect with them. They didn't want to connect with me. And all my friends that I grew up with, they they didn't realize it, but had you know sometimes racist jokes and not re- like don't hear me out. Not calling my friends bad; they just said stuff that was offensive. Let me take that word back. It's not racist. They said offensive things, racially insensitive words. So I just kind of always felt alone, like nobody understands um, me. Um, and then flash forward to middle school, where now I'm 14 years old and pregnant, and I'm none of my friends' parents are going to let their their kids hang out with the 14 year old teen mom. We don't care if she was raped. We don't. We, it doesn't matter. You can't hang out with her. So. I went from being like the, 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 the slut of the school to being Christian Bonnie who's in church and wow, look at her. She changed her life. She's doing great to, oh, she's pregnant. Hmm. Figures. And now I'm alone again. Now I don't have any support. I went from being called all these names and 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 just not having you know a sense of self to going to church and finding a sense of self and having a community and feeling loved and feeling accepted to now I don't even want to show my face there because I don't want to have to explain to everybody this and they won't listen anyway. So now I'm all alone again. And when I went to go live at Beta Center, which is an awesome place for girls with kids and pregnant um, pregnant girls, I was alone there too. Like, the girls there were not nice to me. People were stealing my food. Like, it just, it was not a good time, so just always felt alone. When I had baby daddy um, from the ages of 14 to 20, he basically had me cut off, like, my friendship circle and my support circle, so it was just me, him, and his crazy family. I've always felt alone. And when I decided that I wasn't going to stay in that relationship anymore, and I was like, I'm going to do this on my own with these two kids, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to church, and and, and God's gonna help me through this, and and I'm gonna to go to school, and I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna raise, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I did it on my own. Obviously, family help, you know. Let's not be crazy. But as a single mom in general, it's a lonely road, and so I've always struggled with feeling alone. Being alone has been a reoccurring thing in my life, and so in these past. Um, what is this, three weeks, I went from having a mentor and a best friend who were up the street who told me so much about my business, who helped me grow exponentially in a short amount of time. And within a matter of weeks, they went on a trip, they came back, they're like, hey, we're moving to New York. You can come if you want bring your family. And I was like, I can't, I'm not moving to New York. It's cold and my kid's in high school. Have fun, guys, I love you. And as happy as I am for them, that, that felt like my heart was being ripped out of my soul. I was like, the male... Uh, love that I've always wanted that was not perverted. They don't want to fuck me. They don't want to, you know, do anything. They just want to help me grow. I'm like, I've wanted that my whole life. And now it's gone. And I was like, all right, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And then for me to lose my grandfather, I was like, okay, cool. Now he's gone. And for me, as I explained, my depression will start to get triggered when it's me going full speed, as strong as I can, as long as I can. And it's like, Let me find something light. Just one more thing falls (laughs) and then you're just like, oh my God, I can't do this anymore. And that's what happened. I was like, okay, okay, I can deal with this. I can deal with this. I can deal with that. I'm running, I'm running. Wiping my tears. I'm running, I'm running. I'm wiping my tears. Running, I'm running. I'm running through the overwhelm. I can make it through. I can make it through. I'm running through the frustration. I can make it through. I can make it through. But with the loneliness and the overwhelm and the frustration, I'm like, God, enough already. Like, what more do you want from me? How much stronger do you think I can be? And so I know that in the line of work that I do, I'm gonna attract a lot of women who feel the same way, who feel lonely, who want a friend. And you want to be seen, you want to be heard, you wanna feel safe. And I, I, it breaks my heart because there's sometimes when I can't talk to them like a friend. I have to talk to them like a coach. I have to talk to them and tell them the stuff that no one else is going to tell them. And it's going to hurt. I can't sit on the phone with them late at night, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night when they're going through it, when they're lonely, when they want to drown themselves in a bottle or when they want to go do, you know, like that's not what a coach is for because um, I have to have boundaries too. And so I have to remind them like I'm... I'm your, for now, I'm your coach. I can't be that, what you were trying to fill that void with. Eventually, the cool part is though, a lot of the women that successfully complete their coaching and they continue to grow and evolve and work on their mindset, we do end up becoming friends. So it's cool. But what I do know is that the ones that join communities, those that's where you get your friends. The ones that 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 like Lauren, one of my newest clients, Lauren, she's in Sweden. She's an American living in Sweden. And she just raves about the client community because she feels now connected to women where as overseas, she doesn't have that family vibe. She has that there. And so if you're someone that can relate to the loneliness being a cause of your depression, my solution to you is join a community of some sort, right? Right. And and don't just join just to like click and be like, I'm a member of this or I'm a member of this, like become a member of the community, become a participant. One of the things that I would put on both of the Facebook groups is, and I need to put it back it's gone but it's give more than you take and the reason why I say that is because when you give more than you take when you give and now you need support people aren't looking like where did she come from you've been giving the whole time you've been you've been you know showing up and in- encouraging other women you've been liking their post and cheering them on you've been giving tips on what's helped you you've been uh, give, bringing value by bringing your insight to the table. So that when you need to be lifted up and supported, it's nothing because we know you and we know it you've given. And I know that that's hard to do, especially when life has beaten you up and life has stolen a lot of your joy. You're like, I don't have anything to give or I'm afraid to give. I don't want to give, Bonnie. I've given before and it got taken away from me. I gave before and it was taken for granted. I gave before and I got nothing for it. You want me to give to women I don't know? Yes. Yes because human beings weren't meant to be isolated. Human beings were meant to be in communion, to meant to be in community. And a lot of these feelings that we feel of depression and overwhelm are because we isolate. You have no idea who God, you have no idea who life is trying to bring into your circle that could be the game changer for you. One of the best things that I did in 2020 when I hired Amanda Omara as my business coach, we were in a community. And I met two women who are still my sister from another Mr. Biz sisters across the country to this day. And what happened? I met my homegirl, Jasmine. Jasmine, after our program finished, she's like, hey, yo, I've been listening to this dude. He's really fire. Listen to him. I listen to him. And she's like, hey, I joined his, his uh, coaching community. And I was like, uh. Then I did too. And then my business popped off. And then opportunities out of the Yazoo opened up. And now I'm connected to thousands of people and thousands of connections. And because of that, then I was able to start getting job offers as a mindset coach and other coaches community and speaking opportunities. And because of that, I now have one of my close friends and business partners, Stephanie Julia, and we're partnered together and we're building or making moves and I'm just like, it's all because I joined a community and I connected with people. I didn't just sit on social media all day and just scroll, scroll, scroll. I went and I took a chance on myself. I invested in myself, but that's not what this is about. We're talking about depression today, but I'm just telling you what I did. I invested in myself. I joined a community. I didn't just join the community to work with the coach. I joined the community and I made friends. I made friends, I made connections, I made connections, doors open. doors open. opportunities came that would not have happened if I had stayed in my depression if I had stayed and because when I hired her I was I was like dang I'm not making any money as an online coach how do people do this I don't understand like I was beating myself up I was like I'm never gonna make it I'm never gonna make it and I could have stayed there I could have stayed there but I decided that I may have depression but depression don't have me so I'm gonna take the next step I'm gonna take the next step I'm going to step closer to the the future. I'm going to align with my goals. I'm going to do the things that I know I want to do. I'm not going to let this overwhelm me. I'm not going to let this be the summation of my life. Depression is not going to be the summation of my life. Last but not least, guys. (laughs) When I think of depression, I think of, and I've said this in the beginning, it's when you feel like there's no hope for things to ever get better. Your path may not look like mine. Some None of this may resonate with you. All of it may resonate with you. But the key to me getting out of my darkest time was to start dreaming again. And I know it's hard to pick your dreams back up. I know it's hard to imagine with you working at a job where you don't like it, with you being in a marriage or a relationship where you're miserable, with you being in a family that's not supportive. It's really hard to think of your dream and ever see it being possible. But the reason why I'm so loud every day on social media, the reason why I don't mind getting on here crying and sharing my heart with you is because I want you to know that it is. That if I can do it, a high school dropout, a juvenile delinquent, a former, like, everyone called me a slut. They were telling me I had AIDS. There were rumors that I had AIDS when I was 12 years old. If I can do that, if I can survive going through, you know, getting physically and emotionally beat from 14 to 20, if I can survive... Lord forgive me, but almost like a cult-like community of church where I was filled with shame and 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 thought I was connecting with God. And now I feel more connected than I was before because there's not that big shame thing, like, oh, you sinned today, Bonnie. Yeah, my hands, you know, like if I can break through through from all of that and come out of it not bitter, but better, why not you? Why not you? There's nothing different or special about me. We're both made from the same creator. We have different stories, but we're still humans and the human spirit is more resilient than I think that we give a lot of people that we give it credit for. Your ability to be able to turn things around is what's going to determine the outcome of your life, not who you marry, not how much money you have. And so this is what I'll end up with. This is all about self-regulation at the end of the day. Yes there's such things as chemical imbalances which you know can be fixed by proper health and nutrition so don't get me started. Yes there's things like um and 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 um this isn't to knock anybody on on meds for their depression or anything. I'm just trying to let you know that I understand that a chemical imbalance is a real thing. But I also know that there are story after story after story after story of human beings rising up when doctors said, you won't walk again. My mother was told that she would die. My mother is very much alive. I believe that God let me see some of the most horrific things so that I can always remember that this is not it. Because when I have the mindset of, well, this is it, then I become depressed. And too many of you have the mindset of, well, this is it, and that's why you're depressed. Sure, there's probably a chemical imbalance, but that's because your psychology is linked with your physiology. It's not outside your realm of ability to be able to change your internal dialogue, which will in turn change the internal, the external way that you move and that you create your reality and that you experience your reality. One of the best things that I've learned about being an entrepreneur is that I have to learn how to self-regulate. I, this is a monster, entrepreneurship. One day things are going great, one day it's bad, one day you could lose it all, one day you did lose it all, one day you gain it back. Like, it's, it's just like, it's, it's insane. And I have to learn how to be able to turn on and off. I have to learn to be able to be mom and boss. I have to learn how to be able to be coach and friend. I have to learn how to be able to be uh, president of Toastmasters and and uh, go walk my dogs. Like you have to be able to turn to take your hats off and self regulate. And if that is something that you haven't mastered yet, that that's something where I want you to direct your focus to everything that I said today and end on self regulation, emotional regulation. I'm not saying that you have to learn how to suppress your emotions, but I am saying that you need to learn how to understand. Learn how to understand. Learn that your emotional state is going to change all through life. You've seen my me go from um, a little ratchet on here to happy to sad to angry to aggressive because I know how to turn it on and turn it off when need be. And if there's one thing that's going to help you understand that this is not it is the ability to turn your your sadness off and be like, okay, now it's time for me to grind so I can fix this situation. Okay, I'm sad and I'm embarrassed with my body. Okay, it's time for me to put on my big girl pants and walk into this gym, even though I'm sad, even though I'm scared. Okay, I'm really tired and I'm exhausted. Okay, I'm tired and I'm exhausted, but I don't want to stay here the rest of my life. So it's time for me to boss up and do what I need to do so that I can get out of this situation. So guys, that is that is all that I have for you today. I can't even see if anybody's still watching because I had to turn off the uh, thing so that I could focus. Um... I, I I appreciate everyone that supports the podcast. I appreciate everyone that tunes in and listens. And if you did get value from this, whenever I do post this podcast, do me a favor and share it with a friend. Um, post it to your story. Tag me at Coach Bonds. I would love to hear from you if this blessed your day. Um, for anyone that's wondering, because I know I haven't talked a lot about life coaching or any like, I, like that, I've been very focused on my fitness coaching. I do still do life coaching. So if you are interested in working one-on-one with me or at least just having someone to talk to, shoot me a DM. I'm here for you. Guys, have the best day of your entire life. I love you guys. Thank you. And until next time, peace.